Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts on Films. My name is Fikri and I have with us here uh, Eza Mahmood. Hello, Eza. Hey, hello everyone. So good to be recording. So good to talk to you. <laughs> right. And, and for once, we are actually doing this on Zoom, which is a slightly different uh, context that we're used to. How do you feel, Eza? I think definitely in- interesting. I mean, uh, I think especially nowadays where lockdown is in place and, you know, interaction between people is limited. I appreciate this simple, what's um, uh, what's going to check? <laughs> the simple uh things, little things to be talking to to you and to be mm. uh actually discussing and 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 Zoom. I haven't been using Zoom for a while, so I guess yeah, it's good. It's always good to meet people uh mm. on the internet and uh yeah, I think really, macam the lockdown really um, affected. Uh, my social skill lah kot. In a way, macam before this, if I were to go out and groceries ke, macam kita tak fikir sangat. But then, mm. uh, COVID happens and a bit paranoid and berjaga-jaga. So, I think <coughs> it to affect my mental health juga lah. Macam uh, being suspicious all the time is not good as well. Tapi it's it's part of our life now. Kena berhati-hati because we never know who might be a carrier or carrier or not so yeah i think it's good to be to be interacting but like slowly getting that skill back that's right i think this might be a manifestation of a very popular video game last year called among us because now everybody is very suspicious of one another so so it's a, it's a bit <laughs> sus eh? oh that part got over there is a bit sus eh? tak pakai mask eh? <laughs> You know what? It was always one of those things that I wanted to, but I, in the end, I just uh-huh. resisted the temptation because I felt like it is one of those things that if I get going with it, I might have a difficult time stopping. You're right. It's, it's a very social game, especially if you play with people you know and you start mm-hmm. to realize who your true friends are. And I think perhaps deep down, I don't really want to uh, ask that question too much. <laughs> I don't want to be too suspicious. <laughs> No, but all jokes aside, I just, um, yeah, okay. I think in, in general, I just tend not to download or play a lot of games on my phone anyways. So I think, you know, it is something that I, I was interested to check out, but not that interested to actually check out. So how about that? Does that make sense? Faham. Okay. I mean, like a lot of time, macam kita don't really jump on, I mean, to me personally, I don't jump into hype as much nowadays. So... Yeah, I'm glad that I was not uh, uh, into Among Us because at one time, I remember everyone just posting about it and mm. it got me curious but I haven't, uh, yeah, I didn't follow through lah. Macam, I'm not so much of a mobile gamer. I'm more like a board gamer. So, yeah, lain sikit lah style dia. Medium dia pun. Bit more manual, a bit more real, so to speak. Yeah, you know, you do need that face-to-face interaction with other board gamers. So, so that's yeah. one part of the reason why we're doing this Zoom meeting or Zoom session, if you will, um, to to differentiate from from the past. You know, to see each other's faces a bit more. But also, as another reason why I want to do this Zoom session with you is so that I can kind of move my laptop a bit 
Oh, and then, okay. And then just just show you a bit about where I'm at right now. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, maybe in an obscure part, but basically, I'm in Penang, Esa. <gasps> really? Oh my god! What? <laughs> Sorry. So you're literally in the same state as I am. <gasps> hey! <laughs> oh wow! I mean, yeah. Yes. Welcome to Penang. <laughs> yes. Very happy to be here. I'm enjoying uh, the nasi kanda and briyani kapitan. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All the tandoori, the, the apa nama yang nasi yang kapitan yang famous tu. Oh my god! Haven't uh, been there one. Briyani tandoori lah. Briyani tandoori kan? Ay. Yeah, yeah. Briyani ayam. Oh, we might ayam. just put panda that tomorrow. Oh my goodness! Don't, Ezra. Now I'm even more tempted. <laughs> yes, I've been in Penang oh. for the past uh, few weeks. Um, oh, uh, okay. My my mother is here, as you know, so I'm I'm with her right now, mm-hmm. and um, it's been interesting. Okay. But I, I I wanted to kind of message you and and let you know. But even <laughs> then, even if I do that, to be honest, it doesn't make much of a difference. Sebab <laughs> I cannot see you anyways, can? Yeah, Because are you yeah, in the Timur Timur Laut um, daerah? I'm I'm invading your privacy. Are you in the Barat Daya daerah? Uh, I'm in the daerah that is close enough to go for a morning jog at Gurney Drive. Oh, okay. So we're in the yeah. same daerah then Timur Laut. Oh, we're in the same daerah. <laughs> do you do your morning jogs at Gurney Drive as well? <laughs> The bit far, I I did my morning I do my morning job here at the Kapal Singh Drive, so it's more of like nearer to the city center in the Georgetown mm. area lah. So. Yes, that is a lovely place. I've been there a number of times, and I think perhaps we will uh, get to talking a bit more about that. But we are gonna get on with uh, tonight's episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm sure as I know, we'll continue to catch up uh, sporadically throughout this particular session. But uh, for our episode here today, we are gonna be talking about two different news items. One that is actually fairly recent, and the other maybe a little bit outdated, but still I think um, worthy of an interesting discussion all the same. As, as I noted, we are in lockdown, this is the so-called third official lockdown in Malaysia. Although, to be honest with you, Malaysia ni dah ada banyak lockdown. Rasa macam, you know, <laughs> rasa macam lebih kurang sama lah on some level. People just keep saying lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. So, But this one appears to be like the, the, the serious kind of lockdown, lockdown. Uh, and that started on the 1st of June, 2021, which is yesterday. Ezra, do you know what else started in Malaysia on the 1st of June, 2021? I know, but... You tell me. <laughs> I'll tell you. It is the Disney Plus Hotstar OTT streaming service. Woo! So hey. finally, ladies and gentlemen. Long-awaited. Uh, long-awaited. Over a year after Moose and I did an episode talking about Disney Plus Hotstar in India and then Disney Plus in the UK, the service has finally made its way here. And with uh, people being able to access over 800 films and, I don't know, you know, 18,000 episodes of television shows, uh, there's a lot of stuff to go there. And, and I do have my reaction to this, which I'll get to in a short while. But uh, we're still with the basic information for now. The initial price for those who want to subscribe to the service alone is uh, 55 ringgit for three months. 
and um, Astro, our Movies Pack subscribers, they can get on board with an extra five ringgit per month. So, so that sounds like a good deal. But as I kind of want to take your view on this, because uh, I'm wondering what your perspective here uh, is on this matter. Um, does it sound like a good deal? Will you yourself get the service? Okay, to answer that question, uh, to be honest, I'm a bit 50-50 at, uh, especially, uh, I mean, 50-50 now answering your question on the 2nd of June. I think it's still 50-50 because mm. I think a, a big, big, big part of me feels like I want to subscribe after watching all the list of films that is hashtag throwback and like films that really brings me back to my childhood, perhaps like Tarzan, like... Uh, all those classic Disney films, other than that, um, <clears throat> but uh, and and a lot more other interesting films that I feel like totally rewatchable, especially now that that I haven't watched the film for so long. Uh, it's just that, much um, because I I am a subscriber of Netflix, and uh, we're paying monthly for that already. So um, the idea of having more than one stream services ni a bit uh, a bit uh, it kind of like falls under the idea of whether it's a keperluan or kehendak meaning it's like is it a necessary uh, mm. purchase or subscription or is just like oh I feel like like uh, I wanna so it falls under um, under that grey area which I feel like macam uh, am I willing to pay more because mm. Netflix phone I haven't got the chance to watch all of the films there especially <laughs> Netflix series of like a Netflix originals and macam uh, award winning acclaimed documentaries all all good stuff is on Netflix but even there I haven't got the chance to watch all of it meaning um i <clears throat> macam i think that's the that's the decision making point because abundance i mean it, having options is good i feel like yeah. it's always good to have options but then too much options also it's not doing and doing me any good but mm. uh, i think especially nowadays where finance is important and uh, I think can't help but to go back to the COVID uh, issue because not everyone is affected. It's not just, it's it really, uh, people are more frugal, people are more conscious of spending. So um, that's one point to look about. But if you have an astro subscription where you can just pay like five ringgit more, I think it's a good deal if I were to have astro, which I don't. But my family, my mother has, my uh, family has astro. But they don't have internet uh, back in Kedah, so they cannot change to the new box because the I think oh. the ultra box. Yes, if you have an ultra box or like the latest one, Astro Go, eh, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, they they cannot uh, change their decoder. They still use the the old one. So you right. need a good enough internet connection to have this subscription macam Netflix you need at least 5 mbps if i'm not mistaken for you to be able to screen screen it screen screen it at least uh, on the 720p so yeah i think that's also play an important role but what if um, other people who don't really have inter strong internet connection 
I mm. don't think they can they can have it. And also, uh, I mean, <clears throat> when we're planning for this podcast, I go through the list of uh, films on the uh, film series, semua lah yang dekat um, uh, Disney Plus Hotstar ni. And I was a bit, um, bukan shock. I feel like it's more of like, like a unique experience and moment where I see like list of National Geographic documentaries, which to me is amazing because I don't have Astro and I don't subscribe to uh, any other, um, let's say, uh, streaming services other than Netflix and mm-hmm. YouTube is just uh, the app that we use. So to be able to watch documentaries original from, I mean, a Net, uh, Net Geo documentary, I feel is an absolute bonus point because we know that whoever has Astro can also access uh, Net Geo documentaries because <clears throat> they have in the in the in the pack. But to be able to have the choice to watch National Geographic uh, National Geographic documentaries on Disney Plus is, I think, an also an added point which kind of make me feel like, oh, okay, perhaps this is worth it because at the very least, I can watch Disney Plus for all its Net Geo stuff or all of its Star Wars stuff, which I feel like is a total game changer to be able to watch like every episode, including all the animation like Rebels, uh, the Clone Wars. So it's kind of mm. like, oh, it's 50-50 because of that, because it has a lot of shows that I am willing to spend on to watch. Mm. So I think that's where the dilemma is. It's quite an interesting dilemma to have, uh, especially if we're looking at how the platform will also feature quite a number of Malaysian titles and uh, TV shows, if you will. We're, we're looking here, just to look at uh, some of the prepared show notes I have, um, because they've signed uh, contracts with local companies like Scope Productions, uh, Les Copas, Great Films, Primewood Studios, uh, which is quite interesting, which basically means that you can see not just some of the so-called quality films like uh, Guang, Talent Time, J. Refugee, and then a number of others. Ro, um, which uh, I know that you are a fan of, is also there Yay. on the service. Um, but you can also see uh, TV shows and films like Single Terlalu Lama and Kekasih Hati, Mr. Bodyguard. So I, I, I feel like perhaps it is not too much for me to suggest that this is not exactly on brand with what we think about when we think of uh, Disney Plus Hotstar. So what do you think about this, Ezra? Like a wide range of Malaysian films and titles and, and TV shows <coughs> and whatnot here available on this new platform with a very big brand and all this kind of stuff. Um, any, any thoughts on that? I am in the camp where I think it's a good thing, definitely, um, because... To me, uh, as an example, because I don't really have, uh, we're using an, an Android box where we don't have cable TV. So, uh, Mr. Hati, eh, sorry, what is the name of that? That show that... Thank you, Mr. Bodyguard. Don't forget. Yes, because Hati, Mr. Bodyguard don't have access to my attention. So, I right. feel like now, the fact that these kind of firms or, or all these studios are already signing and um, collaborating and having content on Disney Plus will open 
a new class of audience where before this, perhaps they don't watch TV too much. So now, with this having in uh, my disposal, if I have Disney+, Plus, I think they would, um, I think it can reach me. Uh, so I think that's good, definitely. And also uh, to add, like all the firms, local firms that perhaps is affected, um, it's screening on the cinema due to COVID restriction, macam tak boleh nak premiere or they didn't have that big of a premiere that they aim for, now can be watched on Disney+, Plus, which I think like the possible audience that might have been able to watch it on cinema couldn't. So now they have access to it on um, Disney+. Plus. I feel like good for, definitely a good thing for the filmmaker, the film, and also give a direct motivation to whoever, especially uh, the, apa? the filmmakers before previously Malaysian films are on Netflix. Now Malaysian films can be on Disney+. Plus hot star. Mm. So I think that's something that uh, can be looked forward to lah especially and and um, yeah I might not be able to, I I don't know I uh, will think about watching Kekasih Hati Mr. Bodyguard but I think I would have a very different opinion on it lah <laughs> or uh, because like I said I'm not the target audience for it but um, now that this series is on Disney Plus, it as a film uh, may reach more people. Okay, understood. So, something worth bearing in mind in terms of the distribution uh, rights or methods uh, available. Uh, we do need to consider how a lot of these films and shows that are from Malaysia, and we can see them in Malaysia, but because there's still a different set of rights available to contexts outside of Malaysia or perhaps outside of the region, it doesn't mean, therefore, Ezah, that um, you know, a, a film like Single Telalu Lama or a TV show like Tetasih uh, Hati, Mr. Bodyguard, you can see on Disney Plus Hotstar over here. But I, I double-checked with Muz in India and he said that uh, he couldn't quite see it over there. Like, it's not available to him there. So, so that's something that perhaps we need to kind of bear in mind as well. Maybe some people rasa macam, oh, you know, film ni atau TV show ni macam dah sampai ke persada antarabangsa, uh, sampai orang di negara lain pun boleh tengok kan? We kind of need to bear that in mind. I, I would imagine that it's not a singular, global, or a worldwide uh, sort of, rights acquisition or, or contract that would allow for them to stream to all these countries uh, all over the world. So that's something that I think we kind of need to bear in mind. Um, with, with regards to uh, the TV show uh, and a series of TV shows that we talked about just now, a lot of this comes from the Primeworks uh, studio um, company, if you will, that, that produce and, and have the rights to all these shows. And they basically drama TV tiga lah. I mean, for for the <laughs> for for a, a quick shorthand description of the kind of shows that we're talking about here. These shows, uh, a lot of them are actually available on YouTube. Um, if I'm not mistaken, TV three has this whole thing called drama sangat that they have uh, going for them that they have branded these group of of shows as, and 
if I'm not mistaken, it has its own online YouTube channel where a lot of episodes from a lot of these shows are actually uploaded in full after they have been broadcast on TV3. And, and so people can watch them on YouTube and also on tonton.my. So I just wonder how this might affect the pre-existing structure for tonton.my, for YouTube, and maybe for other um, platforms, iFlix, that people would use to watch these shows. I think there'll be some changes sooner or later on that front for them as well. Um, and I think that perhaps come up, came about because um, the, the person, one of the directors at Disney+, Plus, Popstar, is uh, Ahmad Izam Omar, who uh, was from uh, Primewood Studios. And, and he's now basically at Disney Plus uh, Hotstar. So basically, they got the guy who knows all the good stuff, all the contracts and all these things uh, about the, you know, how much to pay for this, uh, for these films and TV shows and whatnot. <laughs> so <laughs> I think there's an advantage that they have utilized very well. So I expect a lot more of such films and TV shows to be made available on Disney Plus. Um, but that said, that's a bit more of the context. Uh, I must admit, I, I feel that on some level, it might be getting a bit too much from personal experience. I, when I had Disney Plus last year, I was initially very excited, but then very quickly, I just didn't care about it. <laughs> it's just, um, Muz used this very same term. He said that it's like having somebody's external hard disk with all this video files or film files that you download and you think, oh, I would like to have this as a part of my library. But once you have it, you don't really watch it, mm. except for once in a while. It's just the, the feeling of owning it, perhaps. So, mm -hmm. so it's a bit like that for me. I don't know whether it's going to be like that for you or for other people, because sooner or later, ladies and gentlemen, we are all going to have a lot more than just Disney+. Plus Because uh, all this, when it comes to Astro, is a part of Astro's approach for bundling a lot of the... Uh, the different uh, OTT or over-the-top mm. services under the same kind of umbrella because they already have, because their own brand, as you mentioned earlier, Astro Go, they have Ichii, HBO Go, and mm. now Disney Plus Hotstar. And, uh, and then later on in 2022, which is next year, they are also planning to launch their own OTT service called Suka, S-O-O-K-A, targeting millennials with vernacular content and premium live sports especially for those who prefer not to have a TV subscription. Is this too much? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, I think um, I, it's hard to say, and especially it's hard to draw a line where where it goes to too much. So, but um, with nowadays, like I remember I want to uh, uh, give an example of now before, okay? Facebook was the only thing for social media and everyone feels like, at that time, or oh, this is it, you know, at Facebook and nothing's gonna top it. Tapi now we have TikTok, we have Instagram, we have so many social media channels and everyone also has that. So um, I feel like it's it definitely overwhelming to have all these options to, to look back at the this you know, analogy that you gave just now, but... Um, I think looking at it like I look at it as like like all the Malaysian audience lah, macam uh, like a pie, kan? Like a pie, macam no? Like if you imagine this lump of uh, potential, <laughs> potential.
Western show, custom Western. Macam, it's, a very, it's a very big curry puff. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah, a big, big chunk of curry puff. Kan? There's only so many people can have it. Mm. Like, semua dah, there, there's only like all these industry players, Netflix mm. ke, uh, Disney Plus ke, there's only X amount of rakyat Malaysia that you can, and, and, and uh, a lot of factors came into play. But there's only... X amount of rakyat Malaysia and not everyone going to be able to afford to subscribe all channel. Mm. So like they have to choose and pick and especially like financial um, uh, differences between other people. Some people can afford, some people cannot. But right. um, people will have to make decision and choose which one that they will be willing to um, subscribe to and willing to pay for. So... And yeah, like I think in order for all these um, competitors, lah, I would say Netflix, Disney Plus, they have to come up with like a very good deal so that um, people will be attracted to them. Like I remember before, like throwing, throwing back, like looking back at when Astro was just starting and the subscription yeah. fee for it was too expensive and only like orang mampu saja can subscribe to it and they mm. strategize to lower down the fee so they attack the volume so that's a good strategy but i'm not sure but now because that time they were the only the only let's say option other than cable tv so now they have so many competition netflix lah and i think there's a few documentary subscription service juga macam Is it I Wonder? I don't know, but the name of it is I Wonder and it has some cool documentary on it. Um, so, and Curiosity Stream also, uh, one documentary channel. Um, yeah. So, those are, those are, you know, things, factors that need to be uh, think about, I guess. Yeah, something worth bearing in mind. Astro is, of course, a dominant uh, monopoly now. But um, there was one before Astro called Mega TV. I don't know if you were so familiar no. with that. <laughs> Mega kind TV, of, yeah? It kind of shows how unsuccessful it was. Um, <laughs> I think it was something started by either maybe Media Prima or TV, TV3. Um, so they wanted to, bake to, to kind of create this whole thing uh, that what Astro is now. That's what they wanted to do with Mega TV. But then um, it didn't really work out that way. And um, it, uh, when Astro came along and Astro started to have a lot of uh, cool stuff on it and whatnot, people just ended up not subscribing to Mega TV, and then it died, I think, five or six years ago after it started. I mean, it's just a very short time. Quite weird in that sense. But but just so you know, as I, and just so you know as well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's not forget those who died and, and made... The, the pathway for all of us to to get to where we are here today. <laughs> Mega TV is one of those. So so that's some that's a context worth bearing in mind. Um, hopefully, however, um, a lot of these OTT services will not go that way. I'm, I'm very certain about Disney Plus Hotstar not going the way of uh, Mega TV. And in fact, I think they will do very well. Um, it's just that you know we kind of need to consider how the service might match our expectations. So. So that's that. Um, 
anyways, uh, so that's the first half of today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ezra, thanks very much for that. When we get back, we are going to be discussing something related uh, to the Oscars uh, and a bit of an imaginary hypothetical as well on that front. So don't go anywhere. Only on Disney Plus Hotstar. All of these and more streaming in June. Stay home and stay entertained. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the second half of today's episode. And we are kind of uh, going to react a bit more uh, to something that happened at the Oscars, the Academy Awards for the year 2021, uh, earlier this year. Because Chloe Zhao uh, won top awards basically for Nomadland, including the Best Film Award and more significantly, uh, the Best Director Award as well. And in doing so, she became the first Asian female director, uh, the, the second Asian national to do so, to become the best di- director uh, at the Academy Awards. Uh, so soon after Bong Joon-ho from South Korea. So that's uh, very interesting. Um, although, to be honest with you, maybe now there's, there's a bit of uh, ambiguity with regards to her nationality and whatnot. Because mm. uh, as it turns out, um, in addition to being Nadia Hamza's best friend, um, and, <laughs> and I say that I say that because Nadia has posted pictures of the two of them on social media. Uh, I think they were probably studying together in New York some years ago yeah. in the same program, perhaps. But um, uh, so there's there's some yep. uh, ambiguity about her her national reaction, if you will, from at least on the Chinese context. But before we get to that, I kind of want to get to Eza first, because Eza, you uh, are an Asian woman and you are a female filmmaker. Um, What are your thoughts on this? I mean, somebody in a way, you know, a female Asian director won the Best Director Award. Does this kind of give you any particular impact or any particular thoughts and feelings that you don't mind sharing with us? I mean, yes, absolutely thrilled and happy for her, definitely. Macam, I think um, I think in Academy and Oscars film, what has been a couple of years since, since like people really fighting to ask for diversity because you no know, lacking of people of color, lacking of female um, directors ka, uh, nominees ka, um, in this section. So, to be to be to for for her to win like the major award is amazing and and really inspiring I feel and um, uh, I also um, haven't watched Nomads Nomad, to be honest and I'm I'm not proud of this but I haven't watched uh, Nomads Nomads Land is it yeah that's it's right no, no Nomad Land I've I've not seen it as well no. as I've oh, seen. Okay. I've seen Minari and and a number of the other so-called um, potential winners. I saw the father, the father, the one with Anthony Hopkins. That one, that one was just oh, mm-hmm. that was just brilliant. It was just brilliant. Um, the father was adapted uh, from a stage production, and so mm-hmm. you, you can kind of see the legacy of of that seed of origin, if you will, in the film version of the same story, but just. As a film, in terms of the performance, I think Anthony Hopkins, uh, Anthony Hopkins won the Best Actor Award, um, very well deserved uh, on that front. Um, but yeah. but it's just fantastic. It, that's a really really good film. So there are a number of high quality films, and I have no doubt that Nomadland is absolutely um, something that belongs in that same category mm-hmm. as well. Um, 
Oh, sorry, Ezra, I think I, I kind of cut into your answer a bit. Um, yeah, to have another Asian woman winning, I think it's definitely a like boost in the morale and motivation and and um, especially growing up as, I would say, Asian woman, like just woman in general, perhaps, ada some sets of expectation put onto you, macam, yeah, family expectation, personal expectation and and film industry perhaps is not one of the first career option that you would want to you know throw yourself into macam boleh ke ada kerja ke you know eventually how do you want to survive yada yada that sort of things but to have Chloe winning um a major award is is a manifestation of how far you can go even if you're a female and I think nowadays that mindset is also starting to change. I mean, people or parents generally have a better awareness and understanding of uh, where where a film or video or arts in general um, uh, industry mm. uh, for their children to to be part of. And I think the fact that Chloe uh, winning put into perspective like the possibilities and the potential that any one of us can um, be able to achieve um, like uh, especially if you're not an American where all this you know, Hollywood is based at and mm. and being a foreigner and um, you know starting out in I remember reading about her how she started with having films in Sundance and Cannes, just yeah. short films. Mm. And and I know, like, um, climbing the, I wouldn't say climbing the ladder, but she really, really put out good stuff out there. And and she won. Like, she's not even 40 years old. She, she was, she's 39 this year, I read the Wikipedia. And, and she already won, like, the major award, which is, like, among other... Uh, white dominant director so i think mm. white male dominant director so i think that that also proves her as as a person lah how 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 um being a director and and i'm excited the fact that she's also is the director of the eternal the marvel film yeah. eternal so i'm like whoa that's <laughs> i think that's what um because I remember before the Black Panther director, I can't remember his name. He also started in the in the independent or short film industry first mm. before being uh, like big box office director. Um, yeah. So his yeah, name his name is Ryan Coogler. If you uh, remember okay. him, he's, he's oh. made a number of films. Ryan Coogler, I think Fruitville Station. Um, Creed, a number of others, perhaps, oh, and then he, oh, yeah, okay. he all, did got all the way station, to eh? oh. Station. Yeah, I think he did that. Um, so basically, this is something worth bearing in mind as well in terms of the system um, that we mm-hmm. use mm-hmm. as um, of filmmakers working with short films or with independent productions. You know, using the term that you mentioned earlier to climb up the ladder to get to the bigger festivals and bigger awards and whatnot. It's actually quite a common thing. In fact, I will say that for for filmmakers out there, this is basically how you do it. If you want to level up, 
if you want to expand your networking opportunities, uh, if you want to look for further uh, funding opportunities as well, this is how you do it. So, so I think this is a good uh, testament to the system. And I think anybody in context like Malaysia who's looking to get to a big platform like the Academy Awards, this is what you really should prioritize. Not so much that, oh, kita nak menang ke Oscar. It's more about, okay, how do you get there? You know, what is the system that you put in place or help to kind of create or establish or reduce the barriers of entry to that can help you to achieve what you want to achieve. So I think that system is actually a good point that you just made there. Uh, with regards to her winning, and breaking down the barriers of opportunity. I just wonder, perhaps in the future, Eza, maybe a Malaysian could uh, win the top awards at uh, the Oscars as well. And there's a reason why I, I want to get into this, but this is the, basically the hypothetical, ladies and gentlemen, that I kind of want to explore a bit more of. And I kind of just want to start by asking Eza, let's say a Malaysian would end up as the winner for one of the top awards at the Academy Awards. Like, what would the reaction be like if a Malaysian were to win the top awards at the Academy Awards? Oh, I think it would it would be like amazing and like the British would say like it's mental. I mean like it's insane to be <laughs> uh, this is mental. But yeah, it's I think mental I that think, you uh, just said mental right there. <laughs> yeah, I haven't used the word for so long. And yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, um, absolutely. I think we as a Malaysian, I mean, we're always going to feel very proud. I'm, and I think we have this weird sentiment where if you are uh, abroad and you're doing well, like you know, for instance, so you did it. So I think morale, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I understand, um, like, like standing in the eyes of the world, quoting Ella. Did she like mm -hmm. that song? But anyway, she's she sing that song. Yeah, she did. So, That's for um, the Commonwealth Games in '98. Yes, '98. So yeah, um, and and Malaysia would be very proud. And I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, Finas has been um, planning about winning uh, like uh, an award at Oscars or Academy for a couple of years now. Because I remember reading uh, an article like how we're preparing for that and whatnot. Tapi itulah macam, I think, um, like the support need to be there. Absolutely. Like Boon Joon Ho, he has the whole Korean I think I feel like macam looking, following on the Korean film industry like, Every everyone is behind in behind him. They're like as a country, perhaps they move forward and they always has the sum of money and support and industry made for it. But yeah, I think uh, we can Malaysian or Finas especially or other you know government bodies yang perhaps can um, put money. And and trainings and nurturing these filmmakers, um, and yeah, I mean absolutely possible. Nothing is impossible. And and now with Chloe winning, really put into perspective like how we as a Malaysian also can make it happen. Um, right. And now we have two Asian representation uh, representative at the best director. 
award. So, yep, definitely. And and a lot of things lah, macam a lot of factors need to be um, looking into macam the the healthy environment or the supportive environment to for filmmakers and also i think at um generally this is generally speaking because i just um made um like i just took upon a job making videos for a local um uh, and like the one great Malaysian visual artist which is Ibrahim Hussein and right. uh, thinking oh, and brilliant. <laughs> yeah so thinking and reflecting upon it while doing the documentary about him like I think uh, one of the very important thing in mm-hmm. um, industry or in like especially uh, art or film also falls under art like the mindset and the mindset meaning how appreciative of us as um, Malaysian towards this form of medium like um how can we appreciate and support this form of art being for instance like macam a lot of times i feel like, i remember thinking like uh, before uh, when bunohan first came out in ah. the cinema and there were reports saying like uh, people feel it's just so boring like it's a deep film requires some thinking but mm. it's boring so mm. the the mindset of ha- mindset of having a slow paced film is boring represent and show and reflects how uh, perhaps the this this um audience or our malaysian in general i'm not saying everyone but in general um has toward art or film or mm. a, or, or like uh, orang kata art I deep lah, macam berat sikit kan, requires thinking and requires uh, not just a, a like a fun movie um, yeah. or like just came like macam just a, a film or a, a show where you can just gelak-gelak and relax but yeah, I think the mindset of um, in general which it got me thinking jugalah or perhaps it's true like like the understanding and the appreciation of um uh, film and also art like in this case Ibrahim Hussein and uh, Awang Damit or uh, all these other amazing Malaysian painter that that people don't perhaps don't really know about like local i mean um if you're not in the industry you don't know yeah. um, so if you know you know lah kan yeah. but if you are not <laughs> uh, keen on that then you're, you're mm. likely missing out on something that, that could be quite important. Um, the same goes for yeah, Chloe yeah. Zhao, actually, because uh, when she won, and this is the part that I mentioned earlier, because I couldn't quite determine whether she's mm. still a Chinese citizen or an American citizen, mm. um, but initially there was a good reception to her winning uh, previous awards leading, mm. up, leading up to the Oscars, but her actual Oscar victory was actually very muted, uh, at least on the government side, because the Chinese government actually muted the reaction to her victory due to her past comments on their political system. Because there was uh, mm. uh, a particular film she made in the past that was not actually about China, but she did discuss how China, as, as the background of her childhood or her youth, being a place where there are lies everywhere, that made her feel like you were never going to be able to get out. <laughs> so, so with such comments, 
I think um, we can kind of see and understand the logic, even if I don't quite agree with the actual decision of uh, reducing or of muting the reaction um, to her success at the Academy Awards. So I asked that because it kind of got me thinking what it would be like if, if she were to be a Malaysian. Uh, to be sure, we, ha we have had some success stories because we have had some nominations uh, in documentaries, for instance, like Teng Po Si and, and Shayin Tan, um, Shayin Tan or Tan, who have uh, produced some documentaries um, and they have been nominated as producers of the documentary. But I'm thinking about two mm -hmm. specific instances. The first is Faiz Subri, who is a Malaysian footballer, mm. and he won an award for basically literally the best goal of the year at the 2016 FIFA Awards. And when oh. he won, when he won the award, basically he's at the same place and, and at the same event where you have the other glitterati of the footballing world, if you will. Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Mohamed oh. Salah, I think won something at the awards as well. Wow. So, so these are the big guns and he got there he won the award mm -hmm. and then when he delivered the acceptance speech, he, he tried to do so in English and it was quite clear that he was not comfortable with the language. And what was surprising to me mm -hmm. was how a lot of people actually criticized him for that. I don't know whether it's more than half or the majority or maybe just a, a, it's just a vocal minority. But the point is, Orang Malaysia menang like the best award at something in one of the biggest stages possible or on one of the biggest stages possible. And kita ada juga orang yang macam, apalah dia ni, tak boleh cakap Inggeris ke, you know? Um, you know, it's just like memalukan negara, apa semua. So I'm thinking of that. And then I'm also thinking of uh, Sharifah Amani. Uh, quite mm. a number of years ago, dia menang anugerah untuk best actress at the mm. Festival of Film Malaysia. And she said, and she delivered her acceptance speech in English. And she did so because if she did it in Barca, Malaysia, that would be a language that she's not so familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so she said that she would sound stupid if she spoke in Malay at that moment. She would, she would sound silly. She I would sound, sound silly. silly. Sound silly or sound, something like that. Lah. But the point is, tiba-tiba mm -hmm. bahasa ni pun jadi macam issue untuk orang Malaysia. So it kind of got me thinking macam, like, I just wonder if, if, if somebody wins something um, at the Oscars, are we actually all of us going to feel entirely happy for this person who will win it? Or is there going to be some section of us where we're going to look at Michelle Yeoh or Henry Golding and say, kenapa tak cakap bahasa Malaysia? <laughs> or... Um, you know, if they speak English, why is that English not so good? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, can I, I feel like I can't imagine that situation. Um, and so that's why I asked you as well about what you thought of this, because I do feel like there is this fragmentation. There is this mm -hmm. splintering of Malaysian yeah. society, of Malaysian audience, and of Malaysia itself as a whole. That kind of means that Orang yang menang tu kita hanya akan terima mereka unconditionally kalau dia betul-betul buat sesuatu yang yang kita boleh terima lah. Basically on our mm -hmm. terms. Um. 
right? You have to be this kind of person to be this Malaysian, or you have to be, you know, uh, you have to speak this kind of English if you are to be accepted uh, as, as truly a winner, as somebody who betul-betul mengharumkan nama negara. So, so that's something that I kind of can't help but think about as well. Um, if a Malaysian were to win, it kind of makes me feel like it's not going to be as united as uh, as you might suggest. I mean, I'm sure many of us, maybe even most of us, will, will feel proud that Ezra Mahmud will win the Best Director Award. You know? Um, kenapa you gelak-gelak sengit-sengit ni? Betul apa kan? You gotta, you gotta think big. You gotta dream it. And then you gotta manifest it, Ezra. Come on. <laughs> From Georgetown to the yes, Oscars. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think absolutely true. I mean, there's there's a definitely um like a we cannot run away from talking and discussing about it, but but about this, but definitely the issue of race will come into picture. Much um, Henry Golding is not a Malay. Michelle Yeoh is not a Malay. So, like, mm. there is a level of expectation if you're a Malay and you have to definitely be a nationalist for you to represent. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> so, there's a... I think that it has been, yeah, bothering me as well. Um, uh, tapi we cannot run from haters and, you know, cakap English salah, tak cakap English pun salah. So, there's always this two camp. Um, and there's always this this opposing team kan macam um, to me the Sharifa Amani punya incident I feel like okay if she she was being honest um, yeah, admitting I mean, that she sounds <laughs> like, exactly like okay <laughs> and then macam um, Faiz Ubri is trying his best honor I can only imagine especially if you're like standing in front of all your idols kan macam kat situ ada Cristiano Ronaldo ush tahun situ ada Lionel Messi and I mean obviously you'll be you'll be like nervous lah to be to be um, talking as well so and hmm. kudos to him the fact that he tried and yeah, yeah I think people have to be less ni kot macam chill sikit kot <laughs> and um, yeah I think coming back to my point just now macam if you're Malay and you're being abroad and obviously obviously there's going to be um, not being abroad mana kata you're showing some side of you that's not so Malay perhaps definitely hmm. akan ada criticism daripada daripada nationalist um, <laughs> tapi <laughs> Tapi macam, I think uh, looking back at Chloe's punya, um, because she grew born and raised in China, and then she left uh, when she was 15, I guess. So mm. more than half of her life is abroad already in the okay, UK, right, in the US. Uh-uh. Mm. So I think that's one. Tapi macam to... It's it's hard to talk about um, Chinese government censorship because it's obvious and um, oh nanti dia pun main censor kita pula tu dia. But anyway, it's uh, I think... They're going to send more of their fighter jets into our airspace. That's what they're going to do. Not just 16. They're going to double it to 32 perhaps. 
So I think I'm not comparing um Malaysian to uh, China, tapi macam it got me thinking also if someone who is a highly highly critical and you, you like like an avid criticizer of Malaysian government to perhaps he or she uh, like win a great like a big award macam contohnya I couldn't think of anyone else tapi contohnya macam Fahmi Reza won like a like an art award abroad ke macam I wonder also how or what kind of reaction that we will get uh, from the government yeah uh, because he and an obvious um, criticizer and you know very vocal yeah. about his um very vocal as well so mm. i think those are um things to look at lah juga and 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 see tapi macam i think it would be different as a malaysian because we kind of like chill a bit compared to china perhaps like ada mm. lah macam love hate relationship juga <laughs> with um with yeah. the award macam kita Then not we want to be proud because you represent. Yeah, I'll tell you what will happen. I'll tell you what will happen. Fami, one night he will win the Oscar. The the next night the police will still kick down his door for something. Don't worry. I think. I mean they will tepuk tangan and they will handcuff his tangan at the same time. Um, you know, <laughs> they'll have their cake and eat it or their curry puff and eat it for that matter. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, of course, different context um, and just a hypothetical. Uh, but nevertheless, these are some of the thoughts that have been floating around in our minds over the past few weeks and months uh, since the last time we sat down and, and recorded this podcast. And basically, ladies and gentlemen, that's that for this is the Thoughts on Films podcast. Uh, we have reached the end of today's episode. Um, I think we've covered everything that we need to cover. Hopefully, when the lockdown is lifted, um, you and I, we can probably meet face-to-face somewhere, socially distanced, um, yes. but for yes. now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's goodbye from Eza and from me. So uh, have a good evening, uh, good day, good night, wherever and whenever you may be in the world. Bye-bye, everyone. Everything is okay. I just want to play. Unplug for the day.